Welcome back, everybody. Episode 67, Rounding Third of the Baseball Podcast. We are going to talk about these two CS series that occurred. Uh, not the best series we've ever seen. And then we'll preview the World Series, which is set in stone. Let's get into it. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Well, over the past week, weekend, I don't know the exact time frame, we saw two CS championship series take place. The American League Championship Series between the New York Yankees and the Houston Astros and the National League Championship Series between the San Diego Padres and Philadelphia Phillies. Um, You know, early thoughts on this, James, before we get into it. I mean, to me, I felt both these series left a lot to be desired. Um, The Yankees-Astros series was complete domination in every way. You know, some of the games were close, sure, but... They never really seemed, it never seemed like the Yankees had a chance. And we're going to go into each series individually. Um, But then in the National League, you know, the games were exciting, I will say. The National League, there were some exciting games. Lots of bombs hit on both sides, especially the Phillies. um, And some great pitching performances as well. I think Zach Wheeler was unbelievable. Um, And so, you know, it was a better series, but still, it only went five. So, you know, we have a long delay of baseball here because certainly we didn't expect a, a sweep and a five-gamer. So game one of the World Series is on Friday. I don't know, James. To me, it left a lot to be desired. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, totally. I mean, you get to this level, um, you know, in the postseason, and this is where the games are supposed to be the best. And, you know, we saw some really, really good teams fold. Now, say on the National League side, we saw some really good teams obviously get beat, knocked out the American League side. You know, it was your one versus your two seed. Just totally non-competitive baseball on both sides of it. I mean, it's weird because, you know, yeah, some games were close. Yeah, there were some big swings, some big moments. You know, Padres could have stole a couple more games. But overall, to me, it's like the entire start to finish of the championship series, the Phillies were the better team and going to win, and the Astros were the better team and were going to win. Nothing really ever changed. I thought it was rather non-competitive. You know, if you – some entertaining moments, but if you're not a baseball fan, and I know there's many people who are not baseball fans but tune in for championship series and on, that, like, to me, it's just like, ooh. Like, that's almost a refresher of, like, that's why I don't watch a 162-game season because you just see someone, you know, beat the the bricks off someone. Um, So, really – I mean, exciting stuff. I don't know if you want to go to a particular series and dive in a little deeper, but definitely, Max. I I just wish there was more excitement, more juice, um, you know, a little more just, I I don't know if I'd say effort, but like, man, I mean, what was it? Game four, the Yankees tickets were going for like 18 bucks. Like you could watch the Yankees play in an elimination game in the Bronx for $18 get in price, which is like ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, that that series, um, 
you know, we, we can't say we were surprised. You know, I think you might have had the sweep. I said it was four or five. Um, we, we both agreed the Astros were the better team. They were going to dominate. And that's exactly what happened. And I, I think it was kind of interesting. You know, one of the things both the Astros and the Guardians that took the Yankees to five games uh, but one of the things they both do well is they never strike out. You know, Guardians have the least amount of strikeouts in baseball and Astros have the second uh, least amount of strikeouts. It's really easy to not strike out when you know what pitch is coming. Just want to put that caveat <laughs> in there. But I, I think it just shows like teams that just put the ball in play. That's what that's what both of these teams did. They put the ball in play and challenged the Yankees defense where if you look at the Yankees offense, they struck out 50 times in the four games and got swept. That's the first time it's ever happened in American League in a, in a series in postseason history. Struck out 50 times and got swept. I think one of the games, I think the Yankees struck out 17 times to the Astros, like five. And I think that's just the story of it. You know, the Yankees, especially in that Guardian series, relied a lot on the long ball. And they weren't able to get as many home runs in this series Whereas the Astros, they hit home runs, they put the ball in play, they stole bases, they got walks, they got on base. And, you know, I mean, the big story is obviously Aaron Judge, who in the ALCS went one for 16 and batted 139. He had two home runs in the whole postseason, both in the Guardian series. You know, we've talked about before how if you take Judge out of that lineup, the rest of it's pretty lackluster. And sure, you got big moments from Bader, and I think Rizzo played really well. But without Judge and Stanton not playing well and, you know, no Benintendi, you're missing some other guys, it, it, it was going to be a tall ask. And the, the Houston pitching is just really, really, really good. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a little of confirming what we had already known. And I know I had a buddy reach out to me and was like, oh, like the Yankees are so, uh, this is after the third game, the Yankees are so embarrassing. I can't imagine that. And I'm like, I mean, not particularly, like obviously they played a terrible series. They shot themselves on the foot about as much as you can. But it's like, really what that is, is when you have two teams that are just in wildly different zip codes and uh, playing a completely different game. I mean, the Houston, the bottom of Houston's lineup was better than the top of New York's lineup. Chas McCormick was better than any singular player on the Yankees across the series. Jeremy Pena wins the AL MVP, ALCS MVP, had some monster, monster moment, which it's still crazy to me. You lose Carlos Correa, borderline replacing with a rookie who is better, maybe. I mean, that that's, I don't even want to get into that, but. Look, the Houston just looked like the better team. We thought they were the better team. I think it was two months into the season, Max, that we had officially anointed, you know, Houston as the AL team, dropped the Yankees below them on the power rankings. And that was the last time New York was the better team. And it hasn't been close. It didn't look close. And and this was pretty embarrassing, uncompetitive baseball. I was wondering this, Max. It's a nice question for you. If you're the Yankees, is it because obviously the the Yankees and the Dodgers are the two fan bases who really feel that they personally were wronged by the Houston Astros cheating and are the only two face fan bases who have not gotten over it. So obviously they're you know they have all these chants. We want Houston. We're going to write this wrong. Let's do it. Obviously they didn't want Houston, as uh, Martin Maldonado said in his post game interview. Um, is it better if you are a Yankees fan, Max? to lose to the Guardians 
more of an unexpected team in the DS that makes a Cinderella story and punches you out in five and a, a game five of a five game series versus having Houston come in this, this team that's already done psychological damage to your fan base and organization come in and just beat the bricks off you to the point where it's basically they're paying you to come watch playoff baseball in the Bronx rhetorical question. Let's see. Yeah. You know, I think from a disappointment level from a Yankees fan, I would, I would say, you know, they're probably happy to get to the AL championship series. They'd rather lose in the AL championship series. But that being said, like to totally get destroyed and and I want to qualify that they did get destroyed in the series. Like it was Astros the whole time, but the scores, like if you look at the scores, the Yankees were in all the games, except game three, when they lost five, zero, they had a lead in game one. They lost four, two, they lost three, two in game two, and they lost six to five in game four. And the Astros came from behind twice in that game and ended up winning. Um, So I don't know. It's hard to compare. Say they lose game five in New York to Cleveland. They're out. Yankees fans are super disappointed. They get swept by the Astros. They're super disappointed. The fact that it is the Astros who, like you said, had the whole scandal thing. They think Judge got robbed of the MVP that year by Altuve. Uh, It goes on and on and on. I I don't know. I I think they're probably happier they got to the ALCS, but I don't think any Yankees fan is happy at all right now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to be happy off that performance. You know, you saw them booing the team after game three. Um, And, you know, that's New York. Like, I'm not going to bash it. That is is New York. They basically ended Joey Gallo's professional career um, with that, which, by the way, one of the best records in baseball with Joey Gallo on the team, they trade him below 500 after they traded him now then it helped the Dodgers he got zero at bats so don't again don't know why they traded for him zero postseason at bats but um it's interesting I mean that's New York sports they're gonna be ruthless they're gonna ride their guys but when you're a champion for those New York fans you're beloved like no one else I mean Derek Jeter is you know that you got candles and statues and shrines all across New York City that dude um it's a little give and take, but yeah, I mean, if you're a Yankees fan, that is a gut punch. And I can say from a Dodgers perspective, if the alternative to, you know, it's tough because the San Diego loss uh, had other off the field implications, but I would much rather get bounced on the CS uh, to the Phillies than have lost to Houston on a sweep in the World Series. That would have just wrecked my year. Um, so, yeah. you know, like we, uh, one thing I want to say, you know, we've, clowned Garrett Cole a lot and you know I think he's an, he's an he's an easy guy to make jokes at the expense of because he's just kind of awkward and weird but he did have some interesting things to say after his game three start um, you know they asked about just what the Houston hitters are doing well and he was just like look like I was making my pitches. I was throwing them where I wanted to go. I made two and a half mistakes. You know, I I left one over the plate against Bregman. I elevated one a little too much against uh, McCormick. But, you know, he talked about how Bregman was just hitting these 100-mile-an-hour fastballs off the plate um, and hitting them for doubles. And they were just putting the ball in play against him. He just kind of gave a tip of the cap to his former team, just saying, you know, this team is – even if we're making all our pitches, they're still able to execute and drive runs in. And I, I don't know. I thought it was uh, it was interesting to hear him say that. I, I thought it was a really good comment he made. 
are are you doing any reading between the lines there, or is that just strictly how good this offense is? Are you saying he may want to go back? Oh no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it. You think he's? Are we are we getting a little bit bit of the Scherzer Strasburg? Is he potentially hinting at that? His pitches were known but not tipped necessarily. Do you think that? Because oh, there have been some rumors. No. I I don't think so. I'll, I'll just come right out and say it. I'd be the first one. I want to sink this Houston organization more than I want anything in this earth. I don't think they're cheating. I just think they happen to have one of the best constructed lineups in baseball, one of the best rotations, and an incredibly experienced team with a Hall of Fame manager, which, by the way, I'm saying it now with this World Series berth, regardless of the outcome, Dusty Baker's a Hall of Famer. Um, No question on that. Yeah, no question. But no, no, I I wasn't thinking that. It was just kind of he was – I don't know. It it was interesting, and I think he said a lot of true things just about how the the Astros approach the plate. They put the ball in play, and like you said, their whole team's firing on all cylinders. I mean, other than Altuve, who struggled, Bregman's been hot. McCormick's hit some bombs. Pena won an ALCS MVP. Verlander struck out 11 in Game 1. Valdez was dominant in Game 2. Um, I mean, they, they haven't lost a game this postseason. They swept Seattle, and now they swept New York. Although, by the way, Seattle did actually end up playing more baseball in a three-game series than New York did in a four-game series. And the Guards won more postseason games this year than the Yankees did. Yeah, a lot of uh, interesting things with how these series came out. No, I mean, Houston, look, they look incredible. We've said all along they're the best team in the AL. We picked them to go in the World Series. That's exactly what they're going to do. And I don't see this changing anytime soon. They just are this... They have a copy machine in Dusty Baker's office where he just prints studs. Literally, like, oh, Carlos Cray left. Not a big deal. Ever heard of this kid? He's a savage. As a rookie, he's winning ALCS MVP, uh, Pena Monster. I will say, seeing McCormick hit a short porcher was one of the funnier poetic justice moments ever. Because it's like, don't, no, no, you don't get to complain now that he just hit a 207-foot home run. That's your fault. Like, welcome to everyone who plays in Yankee Stadium. He just dropped it in the front row, which is approximately one and a half paces past the infield. Um, and now the Astros, they win the AL pennant for the fourth time in the last six years, which is pretty crazy to think about it. I, you know, they've been to six straight ALCS. Um, I mean, if we look back at them, they so this will be their fourth. Last year, they lost to the Braves. An NL East team 2019, they lost to the Nationals, an NL East team. Uh, in 2017, they obviously beat the Dodgers. Well, um, they did They did beat the Dodgers on the field. I will accept that. So I think, you know, now looking at uh, the World Series, I mean, we'll get to the NL, but like now they're going to play another NL team that's hot, very similar to how the Braves were last year, very similar to how kind of how the Nationals were in 2019. The NL East seems to be after them. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, James, any other comments on this AL Championship Series? Yeah, I mean, I think I just want to underscore what you said, which is how impressive of a feat it is to make six straight CS games, winning four of those pennants. And keep in mind, they're doing all of that across a time period where they were the most hated organization in maybe North American professional sports history. Um, so regardless of, you know, if you think it's deserved, not deserved, there was a ton of adversity they've overcome in the last couple of years to get here. Um, you know, I can't say too many other positive things. It's going to make me throw up, but 
I, I mean, they just played great. They beat the brick, just bricks off of New York. Um, like you said, some games were close, but there was never, there was not one minute of the entire AL championship series where I thought that New York had a shot. Um, so we'll see yeah. a lot of their guys you know, then it come. That game four, like they were up three zero, and then uh, I mean Pena's bomb in that game. That was that just felt like the dagger. I mean, it was only it only tied the game, but to get a three zero lead and then it goes walk walk Pena bomb. He does the MJ shrug, little shrug, little shrug. Um, that was yeah, that was that, big time. The other thing I do want to call out is a little bit of loser mentality from the Yankees. Uh, what I'm referring to is game two. The fact that basically most players in their post-game interview uh, and Boone all said that the reason they lost was the roof was open. Like one of the more ridiculous, it's like, by the way, both teams are playing with the same conditions. They went back to New York to finish off the series. A roof was wide ass open. Uh, it, it was just like, look, just say you lost. Like just say, hey, we played a tough game. We lost. We're going to regroup. But like, to blame the roof being open was it was just like is this what we've come to? I mean, if I'm a Yankees fan, that drives me nuts. If you're like, okay, let's not blame the approach at the plate, bullpen management. Nope, it's just the roof. Close the roof. Yankees win the series. Like, shut the hell up. And he was specifically referring to one of Judge's, and I think Stan had one too. But Judge hit a ball to the warning track in right field, and he's referencing how you know if the roof was closed, that would have been a home run, which maybe is true. But just like doesn't seem like something you need to bring up to like blame the roof and say, oh, well, if that wasn't there, we would have tied the game. But I, like, also, I you know, know, the only player who didn't blame the roof, Aaron Judge, he said, yeah, I didn't hit it where I wanted to. So it's like, again, a pre- you got to give the call out there because the actual player and everyone else had an excuse. And he's like, no, I've hit 62 of these things. I could have hit it a little hard. I will say a little stat. Uh, his ball to the warning track would have been a home run on the short porch, only MLB park where it would have been. So it's like, well, again, maybe stop training in a little league field. Um, but overall, I mean, just tough scene for the Yankees. I thought if they were going to win, this is one of the better teams they've put together the last decade and doesn't look it. But that's the ALCS. To me, uh, NLCS, a little bit more exciting, but only marginally. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the last thing, the Yankees will be someone we'll definitely keep our eye on. You know, it's going to be a huge offseason for them. Maybe they get rid of Boone. Who knows what happens to Judge? They got a ton of guys where, you know, they, they got to do something. Um, but, yeah, let's turn to the NLCS. Like you said, a little bit better. At least it went five. But I also think these games were just better. Um, I, I I really enjoyed this series. I think both fan bases were super hyped. There was great pitching, lots of home runs hit, lots of electric moments. Um, and so, the, yeah, like you said, the Phillies advance in five games. One, you know, huge storyline, or one thing I want to call out here is how good Zach Wheeler is. Um, you know, I, I feel like he's dealt with injury issues a lot, I think, last year, and Maybe he wasn't given the credit he deserved across baseball as being an ace, but I mean, he was unbelievable. I mean, that game one, especially the the Padres only got one hit in game one. And then the closeout game in game five, he was great as well in Philadelphia, nearly unhittable. You know, his fastball velocity was up to 97, 98 because of all the adrenaline in the games, but he was just 
game one in particularly, like I thought he could have closed that game out. He was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, James, anything on that or what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, look, this series went exactly how I thought it was going to happen. Um, you know, one credit to the Phillies. And I know my prediction I said was based solely on the hangover effect, which I think played maybe a marginal role here. The bigger thing was the Phillies were just incredible. Um, Bryce Harper and Riz Hoskins were going back and forth for who was the most electric player. Bryce Harper earned every single penny of his $330 million deal. In fact, after his big home run and after the closeout game, game five, the owner of the Phillies came up to him and said, I think I underpaid you. He said, somehow I give you 330 and I think I underpaid you. Oh, look, this is what Bryce Harper, he was a kid. He was a kid on the cover of Sports Illustrated from 16 on. He's been like the face of baseball and he's earning it. I mean, he has single-handedly and look, a lot of players on the Phillies have played great put together some hits where they needed it. Bryce Harper has been a menace. He has been the best player in the postseason. Um, earning every penny of that again, massive biggest moment of his career, bottom of the eighth. Um, hits the go-ahead bomb. You know, Phil's come in, they shut it down, get the win. Um so I would say mostly credit to the Phillies for playing a great series, but I kind of knew from the Padres perspective, like it's just hard when, when you're coming off, you, you beat the Mets in a game you shouldn't have. Now you're facing the Dodgers who've had your number for two straight years. You get that revenge. Thus that it's just hard to get up again and replicate um, that again. And then the other reason they lost is that atrocious video of which there's multiple rend renditions of whatever that loser was and his Padre friend singing, you know, um, whatever his song was. You know, all I remember is he's like, uh, uh, Bryce is going to lose and Manny's going to cruise. And it's like, wow, you yeah. could not have written a Bryce Harper bomb to close a series. Like, like that was just biggest loser content I've ever seen in the history of the Internet, that video. You knew the second I saw that, I'm like, oh, don't even make them pitch. I mean, let's not risk injury here. Just give the Phils the win. Um, but electric, electric for Philadelphia. Um, and that's a team the last decade who have just been – they're marching AAA lineups out there. They've just really been bad to their fans. Put a pretty unwatchable product together for most of it. And then you come into this season, it's like, oh, we have some names. We could do something. Fire Joe Girardi. Uh, and I sent you the thing. I mean, Rob Thompson uh, – I understand manager of the year's a regular season award. I still think he should get it. But after this, you were an interim manager and took a team that should not really have been in the playoffs to a World Series berth. Um, other thing I want to say, they were the sixth seed. So any other year, the Phillies do not get to the World Series. It's the first year we have six seeds. Six seed goes all the way up. Uh, they'll be playing in the World Series. So pretty awesome there just seeing that real impact of expanding the playoffs i mean one of the teams and it's funny you have the one seed the six seed um so we'll be interested that's never happened in a world series before obviously um but philly played yeah. great that's my summation philly did play great you know they're they're like one through five and their lineup were just unbelievable um you know schwarber in game one hit one 488 just an insane home run in that game one in uh, game three, he had a lead off Homer Schwarber has really been hitting the ball. Well, I mean, he's kind of one of those uh, two outcome guys, right? It's like a strikeout or a home run um, Harper. Like you said, I mean, that was a legacy shot in game five 
eighth inning, one on, down two, goes opposite field. He always does that. He kind of hits these opposite field home runs. They kind of look like pop outs, but they get out. I mean, that was all time stuff right there. I mean, that's that that was awesome. Um, and like you said, Reese Hoskins, I think, had a two home run game this series. Just those guys leading off that lineup uh, were really stepped up to the plate. They really did. And and the only Padres win that game, too, that was a crazy game. Um, you know, that was Philly scored four off Snell on the second and, like, kind of an unlucky way if you look at, like, these exit velocities. And then Soto got lost in the sun on that one pop-out, which should have been a pop-out. Soto can't find it. ends up being a double. They storm back. Drury and Bell go back-to-back. Uh, that that was a great game. Austin Nola gets the RBI off his brother Aaron Nola. But yeah, I mean the rest of it, exciting stuff. Uh, game four, that bullpen game, Clevenger failed to even get an out. He <laughs> didn't even get one out in his start. That was pretty brutal. There were seven runs scored in that first inning. Four by Padres, three by the Phillies. Phillies win that ten six because they have four bombs. I don't know. I just go on and on. It was an it was an entertaining series. I think game by game, each game was interesting. Overall, the Phillies they deserve to win it. Um, and now we're geared up for a pretty interesting World Series. I'll say. Yeah, and before we even get into that World Series preview, um, it's just interesting on the Padres front. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of players. Obviously, as you can imagine, the second they lost. Dodger Twitter went it's immediately to war uh, and just sought out every Padres fan on the app and just was like, ha, 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 um, But, you know, a lot of the responses I was seeing and that was like, oh, whatever, like it was kind of a free play, like free roll. But it's like, no, it actually wasn't. You traded your entire farm system. Every prospect you have that is even worth putting a baseball uniform on, you traded this year. For Josh Hader, who played incredible against the Dodgers, just wasn't utilized. Again, that at-bat against Bryce Harper, I don't know how you don't pull Hader out there. Um, of course, I have the benefit of knowing he hit a bomb. So, of course, after the fact, I, I'd be an incredible manager after the game. I'd always make a right decision. But, you know, I do want to just nip that argument in the bud. It's like, no, you traded. You made some serious moves at the deadline. Soto hasn't signed an extension. Still have him under contract next year. Um so we'll see, but but from the Padres' perspective, it's like, well, I guess congratulations. You did knock the Dodgers out of the playoffs, which is something, but like at the end of the day, we both went home without a World Series ring, and that, that was it. I mean, yeah, you know, it's weird with the Padres because there's the whole Tatis thing too, which they'll get back at some point next year, presumably. Um, and if. Yeah, you never know. I, but Machado played really well. Soto hit a couple bombs in the series. Hader came in for a big save in game two, struck out the side. Drury hit a big solo shot. I wouldn't say big solo shot. It barely got over the wall and left. But big home run to kind of get the momentum going in that game too. So you got some production from these guys um, that you traded for. Soto, you know, I think he's had a tough time since he came to San Diego. I expect him to have a good year next year. And I, it's it's funny, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with the San Diego team. I could see them getting Tatis back and being good and making another run in the postseason. Or I could just see it kind of falling apart, you know, they get in the playoffs, maybe losing the division series next year. And I don't know, it kind of fizzles out. Soto leaves and they have no prospects and they go back to mediocrity. 
So I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Yeah, it's certainly to me the most interesting team to follow because they kind of had this rise out of nowhere, got super hot at the right time, and then, you know, where they take the team from here, who knows? Um, I guess, you know, congrats to them on knocking the Dodgers out. But then again, it's like, well, that's great. I mean, you did that, but you haven't won a World Series. Just haven't. Like, um, so... I don't know. They got their moment. They they got to do whatever. I, I'm happy. I know I personally wanted Philly to win. Um, I think that obviously it's an easier team for me to root for. Um, I think America's all in on Philly, right? I mean, there's there's no question with this World Series. Like, yeah, I think that's right. You know, even thinking back to 2019, it seemed like everybody was in on the Nationals. Um, 2021, everybody was in on the Braves. You know, I I, I think people. Just want to root against the Astros. I mean, I'm going to root against the Astros this series. Um, you know, I, I feel like I don't have as much contempt for them as I may have in years past. I think this team is, they're just good. Like, there's no way around it. I like their players. I like Jordan. I like Pena. Um, so, and I like Verlander a lot too. Uh, so, it, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun series, I hope. You know, I I hope it lives up to the billing. Uh, The pitching matchups are going to be interesting. Game one, Verlander-Wheeler. That's going to be a a battle. Verlander struggled a little bit in the postseason. You know, in that game one against the Yankees, I thought he was going to be in trouble early. He gave up some hits, gave up a bomb to Bader. But then he got a hold of it and struck out 11. And then in, you know, the series before against the Mariners, he gave up a ton of runs. They still ended up winning that game on that Jordan walk-off. There's going to be a lot of factors. You'll probably get Nola and Valdez in game two, which is another great matchup. But, you know, the the Astros bullpen was terrific this series and terrific all year. We'll see how the Phillies bullpen can line up and just how they're pitching, you know, when it gets into a seven-game series. And you got to go, you know, Ranger Suarez in game three, maybe Syndergaard in game four. I don't know. You know, I give the Astros the edge there and offensively, but I'm going to be rooting for the Phillies. And I definitely think the Phillies have a chance. Yeah, it's a tough, tough one to predict. I've been thinking about it a lot. What's hard is I feel like the timing of it, everything, like everything points to Phillies, the team. They're going to be an underdog in the odds. They just they they've been an underdog in every series and just beaten the brakes off everyone they've played. They seem to be scorching hot, but it's like it's so hard to pick against a Houston team that I know is better in any singular way you can judge a baseball team. They have an advantage. Literally any way you can look at a baseball team, they have the advantage. Um, so th- that's I don't know. It poses an interesting question. Um, I'm a little worried. I. I I do think, I hope not. I do think there's a potential that the Astros just end this in four and they go 11 and 0 in the postseason and route to a World Series, which would be just unreal. I mean, that would be unreal. If you just go 11 and 0 in the postseason, that's a dream. Um, I don't think that happens. I just know that there is an avenue. I mean, if they did that to the Yankees, they can do it to the Phillies. Yeah. Um, I think it's possible. You know, it's so weird. Like, thinking back to the Mariners series, like, that first game, they're an out away from losing game one of the Mariners. That game three, 
goes 18 innings, 0-0 or whatever it was, 17, 18 innings. Um, and then the Yankees had some chances, especially in game four to win a game. But the Astros just keep on pulling it out. And, you know, going into this playoffs and even throughout the year, it just felt like there was an inkling like, okay, this Astros team is the best team in baseball. And, you know, there's the Dodgers too. But this team is like, they're just so good. They're complete. They're pitching their bullpen, their offense. And now it's firing on all cylinders in the playoffs. They're going to be a tough team to beat with home field advantage. First two in Houston, next three in Philly, next two, final two would be in Houston. I kind of want to pick Philly just because, I don't know, I've seen it happen to the Astros in these spots before. You know, I've already mentioned 2019, but they had Verlander, they had Garrett Cole, they had Zach Greinke, that playoffs. Obviously, they were going against Scherzer and Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin was pretty good. Um, But I don't know, I might take Philly in like six, Philly in seven maybe. I don't know, I don't know. Do you think, I will say, are you going Astros? I'll say just underrated storyline. If the series goes past five games, game five is on a Wednesday. Game six is on a Friday. That Thursday night is Thursday night football between the Houston Texans and Philadelphia Eagles in the middle of that <laughs> World Series. So that's a little bit of an unreal storyline. Um, so we'll see. Obviously, the Eagles, huge advantage in that game. But yeah. Look, I th- I think oh it's so tough because quite frankly I think if Philly is to win this I don't think they win the War of Attrition series I don't think they win it in six or seven I think it has to be a you know we come out we got all over you in your home park and we cleaned it up and you know I don't not sure it's four but it's like I don't think if you again I think the longer a series goes the more that favors the team that is just more holistically better. I think if Philly does it, it's going to have to be pretty short, like a five game or maybe a six game or game seven in Houston. I don't, I, I don't think anyone wants that uh, matchup. You're the Phillies, so we'll see. I, I struggle. It's hard to make a pick here, Max. It really is because obviously I want Philly. I think they're hot at the right time, but it's like, man, how do you pick against this Houston team? They're just one of the most complete teams I've ever seen. Um, yeah, like gun to my head on picking Houston to win. But yeah, I, I don't know if I agree with what you said about getting it early. I mean, the Astro or the Braves won in six last year, the Nationals won in seven the year before. I think it's gonna come down to Wheeler and Nola need to be great in games one and two, and they need to find a way to keep the offense hot and get after Verlander and Valdez in those games one and two. And if they can split the Houston series, the one and two in Houston, I think they've got a good chance. Um, you know, like I said, gun to my head, I'd pick Astros, but I'm going Philly in seven. Yeah, you know, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to get crazy here. I'm going Philly in five. Wow. I think Bryce, <laughs> I think Bryce Harper. I mean, that this is his career moment. If he can pit up another series like he did in the CS, like he did in the DS, like he did in the wild card. If he can be the best hitter in that stadium, I think he is good enough to will them to a championship. And if he does that, it's, it's a career cementer. I mean, so what that means is they split one and two in Houston and then they win all three in Philly. Yep. That place is bumping. 
I would not want to play in that state of maniacs. The only person that was calm after Bryce Harper hit that ball was Bryce Harper. Everybody was a complete zoo. The second that ball went out, the, the bench is a zoo. Uh, everyone's a zoo, and Bryce Harper is just like, huh, that was nifty. That's pretty cool. He even said awesome footage. I caught him in the dugout corner. Yeah. I really just did that, which was unreal because um, you remember, like, yeah, he's a human like the rest of us. Um, I don't know. I think if Philly does it, they get after them. I'm with you. Gone to my head. You got to pick Houston, but I want Philly. I think they're hot. Bryce Harper legacy. This is a total legacy. If he takes his team uh, and does this, has another monster series. Um, I don't know. I like. Yeah, it. I, mean, I would love that storyline, though. I mean, if the Phillies get it done, that would be so awesome for baseball. So yeah, I mean, I like what you said. So if, if say Bryce wins World Series MVP, he'd be a two-time MVP. World Series champ, World Series MVP, NLCS MVP. I mean, and kind of pretty much still in the prime of his career. I mean, he won MVP last year. He played great this year until he got injured. Um, he's, I mean, this is a, this is a big moment for him to step, take the step from great, great player to monument time. Yeah. No, I mean. Look, if he pits it together, I think he has to go down as a Philly legend. I mean, that's how hard a World Series is to win. If you are a significant contributor on a World Series team, I think you're immediately a legend. I, I just think you are. It's that hard to win. Um, I'm really excited for it. You know, they're teams that are almost constructed in the, in the exact opposite way. A totally different approach to the plate. Philly, we even saw it in the CS there their you know decision from uh the front office to just not invest in defense play defense and having no interest in defense continues to be an interesting thing that's working i mean clearly it's working um so we'll see i'm i'm really excited for this world series i think it's going to be fun um hopefully we just get some great games that that's really what i'm hoping for is i, I don't yeah. want this to be non-competitive i yeah. would love it to go seven um or six or, or just really get some legs under it. Cause I feel like we are robbed of that in the CS and like, I want to say it's changed my perception of the playoffs, but I know there's been a lot of questions on this playoff format and it's like, well, you look at it. Some of the best teams are out absolutely like zero competitive baseball in the championship series. It's not fair. Not, not absolute zero, but you know, I mean, just yeah. And I think it's unfair to blame that on the format, to be honest, but it is, it is a good point to bring up. Yeah, no, I don't. And, and I stick with what you said last show, which is like, yeah, let's not touch the format, you know, right into it. Let's see, see where this all goes. And and again, it's interesting because I know my big gripe uh, last show was we should make the DS a seven game series. It doesn't seem to matter. These were all seven game series that concluded and five or under. Um, so at the end of the day, it comes down to how you play ball, who play, who pits together the best baseball game and who can do that four times. That's going to be your World Series champ. Yeah, and we've said since the beginning of this podcast, like, you just got to get hot. The hottest team in the postseason can win, and the, the Phillies are the hottest team right now. I don't think there's any question about that. It's interesting because you've got the best team in the American League versus the worst team in the National League postseason by record. Um, so it's certainly a lopsided matchup in that respect. The Astros are going to be favored, but the Phillies are so hot, and if their offense can stay hot, they've got a great chance. So... I'm excited for it. We've got some time until game one. I mean, Friday. 
I mean, obviously they were expecting, you know, game fives, game sixes today and the rest of the week. But would you agree with my blanket statement that I think through this postseason we've cle- we've seen it's pretty evident and clear the National League is really playing a whole different game in light years ahead of the American League. That's a question, not a statement. Um, I I think the National League is stronger. Um, you know when I when I say <laughs> I'm going to list these teams, but they all got knocked. You know, but Dodgers, Braves, Mets, Cardinals, Padres, Phillies. That was the that was the National League postseason, and the Padres and Phillies, the weakest of those six, were made made it to the National League Championship Series. So, you know, it's a deep field for sure. Where if you look at the American League, the Astros are in a league of their own. It seems, um, you know, the Rays kind of seem like they shouldn't even be in the postseason. Any year they wouldn't be in the postseason. Um, I think the Guardians deserve their spot. They were the AL Central winner. But I think still, if you compare them to those top four teams I said, I think they're just a little step behind. Um, and Yankees clearly didn't live up to their potential. And the Mariners, you know, I think the Mariners are going to continue to be there and the Blue Jays as well. But, yeah, I, I would say the National League's just stronger, I think, um, one through six this year than the American League was, but the American League can still win the World Series here. So, who knows? And they'll be favored too. I mean, they Absolutely. have the best outlook at doing it. And a lot of it comes down to personnel. Again, you look at that, that those five and six seeds in the National League. You have Kyle Schwarber led the league in home runs, led the National League in home runs. You have Bryce Harper. I mean, two. Crazy bats, JT Riomuto, best catcher in the game. Yep. You know, and then you look at you have Juan Soto, you have Manny Machado, just some absolute studs and firepower on those bottom seeded teams, whereas the Rays don't really have that fiery bat. You know, the Blue Jays, I would say maybe Vladdy Jr. is comparative, and they have a ton of talent uh, spread out, but, you know, just you had the players, and the players in the National League were there, and they showed up, and, uh, rightfully got there so it's been an entertaining playoffs um it's almost fun seeing you have a ton of parody in one league and zero parody um in the other and now we'll get to see the the clash of those two and what's hopefully an epic world series that's all i really care about um although i will also say i saw a tweet thread today between an astros fan and a dodgers fan um guy was a moron the astros guy um, but he was saying that if they win this World Series, the 2022 World Series, that that is validation that they rightfully and just like justifiably won the 2017 World Series. And I'm like, what is the correlation? There's like it's four players on that roster. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there are literally four players on that roster that are holdovers, different man. Like, I, it's like, I don't know what in there. Like, yeah, it just proves that the Astros did deserve it and the Dodgers didn't. I'm like, I don't know where you're even pulling that out of. Uh, but that's a ridiculous argument. So they very well may win a World Series. Obviously, in 2022, that's no validation for a World Series five years ago. Um, so just want to get that out there before any more Houston people just pen absolutely ridiculous tweets. Um, just use your noggin a little bit. And I think the best player on your team, Jordan Alvarez, was not on the team that won a World Series. But whatever, I digress. I just want some exciting baseball before we end what's been an awesome, awesome season. I cannot believe we're sitting here 
mm-hmm. Max, I, you know, right up against a, you know, the World Series, the end of the baseball season, a season we didn't know would happen. And, and uh, you know, here we are and we're about through one full season. I know we haven't talked about this, but I propose we should cover the World Series game by game. Uh, just do a quick little, you know, 20 minute touch in after each game. Um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, it's been, you know, we we said we were planning to cover the CS in two parts. And then these, I mean, we couldn't really possibly do that. Well, and I'll so, be honest, when we when we were texting uh, to set up covering the second part, it's like, well, Philly just won. New York's about to get swept tonight. So we might as well just hold off on yeah. that. Um I'm going to do that. So yeah, we are hoping to get a little more coverage of this world series. Um, and I just, I just hope, cause obviously world series, you're going to have the most eyes on the sport. I hope it shows why baseball is so epic to those people that just tune in for the world series. I hope it's, you know, demonstrative of how fun baseball is and that they can get a little boost and, and some rollover fans to start next season. Yeah. I'm hoping it's a good series. I'm confident it's going to be a good series. These two teams have been great this postseason. I'm excited for it. Well, that's really all I've got. World Series is set, James. I remember when we were covering the lockout and now we're previewing the World Series. Very exciting stuff. Hopefully we get at least six games I would be happy with, and hopefully we get some competitive, exciting World Series games, and it's a World Series to remember. I just hope we get some magical moments, more of those, you know, absolute bombs. And I don't care who it's from. If it's a crazy Jordan moment, a Jeremy Pena moment, a Bryce Harper, yep. Hoskins, you have the star power. The star power is in the dance. You're seeing some of the best in the game. Um, so I, I like what we have here, and I think it's exciting. I mean, if you were going to tell me the Dodgers were going to get upset – you know, and the Cardinals want to be there. It's like, well, I probably would want to see Philly take a stab at it. Cause again, they ended the longest drought in the national league getting into this postseason, And they've parlayed that all the way up to a world series berth. So now it's, it's time team of destiny. Just need to complete the, uh, complete the journey. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, and they better and- close the roof. They better close the damn roof. <laughs> Competitive advantage. Moron. <laughs> Episode 67, rounding third of the baseball podcast. Let's see what happens, James. We will be on, I guess, Friday night, maybe Saturday morning to recap episode one sometime before game two. Um, Should be an exciting weekend of baseball and talk to you guys this weekend.